All right, greetings to one and all. <clears throat> Today I want to talk about uh, the use of uh, reverend. There's this title that is sometimes used in addressing uh, teaching elders and pastors, such as reverend, reverend so-and-so. And how revered is that practice according to the Bible? Should we venerate or fear our elders and call them that way? By the way, I've been ordained, so formally I probably also ought to be used, uh, uh, addressed as reverend. Is that a scriptural practice or not? I mean, for uh, many of you, my viewers, uh, the answer is obvious. No, there's no scriptural basis for that. And that's also my uh, firm conviction that teachers, elders, bishops, overseers, shepherds, under shepherds, these are all, uh, they're all uh, referred to one and the same office or function in, uh, in New Testament churches, namely those who exercise spiritual oversight and rule by the word of Christ. You know, those who are appointed to serve uh, congregations as teachers, as elders, as overseers have no authority on their own. All authority is, is derived and are to uh, not to lord over their flock, as scripture says, but we're to serve in humility. And our only authority comes from the word. And as much as we preach and teach and explain God's word, and that word has an intrinsic authority from God himself, we have authority through that ministry. Uh, in so far as it bears the marks of uh, divine authority to those who have ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to receive. Okay, that's about the, the office itself. We all agree that, uh, you know, the Bible does recognize uh, lawful offices, and basically two offices in, in New Testament churches, the elder or overseer, presbyteros uh, or episcopos, uh, and deacons. We also have deacons. But some people say that um, the proper, the best way of addressing your teaching elder or pastor is by prefacing this title, reverend. You know, reverend so-and-so is going to preach preach the word. Or reverend so-and-so is going to address this topic. And uh, how are you, reverend so-and-so? Such is the custom among many, especially those who call themselves reformed. And, uh, you know, those who object, usually say, look, the word reverend, the term reverend in the King James Bible occurs only once in Psalm 111, 111 verse 9, where it says that holy and reverend is his name, i.e. God's name is holy and reverend. And that's easily and readily understood by those who have the fear of God planted in their hearts. They know, we know full well that God 
is to be feared and revered and adored and magnified and so on. He is worthy of all our, uh, you know, worship and honor and so on and much more because he's infinitely holy and worthy to be praised. Um, one of the counter arguments by those who try to defend this unscriptural tradition of calling their teaching elders reverend is that, well, let's say, uh, for instance, Ron Hanko in his article uh, titled, Should We Use the Term uh, Reverend, uh, says that, uh, you know, uh, holy, for instance, uh, Psalm 111 says that, uh, verse 9 says that uh, holy and reverend is, is his name, that God's name is surely holy and he's holy. But that same word holy is also applied to his holy ones or saints. Uh, all believers in Christ are holy ones or saints. It's the same word. And it says that the same, uh, you know, adjective is used in reference to those who have been set apart for God as God's people. Yes, God's people are holy because he's, he's made them holy and they are to walk holily in all their conversation and so forth. We all agree on that. And, and that's, boy, that's a weak argument. Um, yes, we've been set apart. Yes, we're all saints. But that argument works actually in the opposite directions. All Christians are addressed as saints. We've all been set apart. We've all been sanctified by the same blood, indwelled by the same spirit. We're all called the royal priesthood, a holy nation. I believe it's, uh, you know, that the, the last reference is in First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 9 of uh, if I remember correctly. So we're all a holy nation. All believers are holy. So if you want to use that uh, analogy that if we're all holy, then by the same token, we must all be called reverend. So everybody must be called reverend in the, you know, in the, in the Christian conversation. But that's, that's ridiculous. But in a sense, yes, we're to treat one another with holy reverence, knowing that... Uh, We've been bought with a price, and we've all been so dear to God that he spared not his own son for us. And that thought must uh, make us tremble uh, as we deal with our brothers and sisters in Christ, that they're all objects of God's everlasting and redemptive love. So we're not treat each other with contempt and so forth. And that way... Yes, we're to revere, you know, one another by all means. But the question is, should we address ministers of the word of God as reverend? And, you know, there's no justification for such practice. I don't want to go too deeply, but it's kind of obvious. I mean, you look at all the epistles and even the book of Acts, how the apostles uh, behaved. They required no special honorary uh, titles to themselves. And even Paul, who wrote uh, most of the epistles in the New Testament, he would say that, yes, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ, but usually his practice, first of all, it's 
its letters. He kind of introduces himself. And it also, keep in mind that his apostleship was frequently challenged by Judaizers and other enemies of the gospel. They said, well, he was not among the 12, and uh, he, he was an abnormal one. He was, uh, you know, we, we doubt that he's an apostle. He's a false apostle. So to assert his apostleship, he had to bring it up and mention it, and sometimes even discuss it at length, as, as in Second Corinthians, for instance. But otherwise, I mean, if it, you take John uh, in his second and third uh, epistles, he, he calls himself just an elder. Now, imagine that John, the beloved apostle, whom Jesus loved and kind of singled out uh, with this, you know, special mark, and who was with him, who wrote this, uh, the most theologically uh, engaging and profound gospel. Imagine John, that if, if he was content just to call himself an elder, why can the modern day ministers, servants, bond servants, slaves, in fact, doulos of Christ, be content if somebody calls them just by their name? Okay. They perpetuate and defend this unscriptural uh, practice of elevating their clergy. I mean, reverend. I mean, I once, I remember, I asked a, uh, a Dutch Reformed uh, a professor, you know, and they, they're so formal. I mean, they're just, they use those titles and so forth, professor, so-and-so, professor, so-and-so. And, and, you know, in a casual conversation, you kind of, you get part of that. And that. I did ask him, I said, uh, Professor, so, so would it be all right if I just addressed it by your first name? And, uh, and he said, well, you can call him what you will, but in my setting, where I'm from, you know, representing the, you know, Reformed churches and so forth, people would be offended. People would be offended if you, mere mortal, would call me by my first name name. Now, I'll let the viewers judge whether this tradition is sound and uh, if it's scriptural. I don't think so. Anyway, this rant should be over. Uh, I don't want to go endlessly. I mean, it's, it's an easy topic in the sense that there's no positive command from the Bible to call your you know, elders a reverend and so on. There's no example either. So it must be dis discarded. I mean, because it's it's really Romish. If the reformed used the reverend, I mean, the Romanists, they used most reverends and then all kinds of honorary titles. And then they kissed hands of their priests. And, come on. Uh if we're solo scriptura people, uh, let us live not by vain traditions of men, but by the word of God. All right, Matt, God bless you all. Bye-bye.